Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. morning hey this is billy d cascade hoops talk and today it's sunday you know what that means it's top 25 report i hope everybody had a great week i hope your team won and i hope you're excited for another week at nai men's basketball hey let's jump right to it this week number one shawnee state the bears out of the mid-south conference they're three and oh on monday they hosted union in the first half shawnee was sluggish They didn't move the ball very well. They found themselves down 10 at halftime. In the second half, Shawnee State came out with new dedication to defense, played tough, more focused, systematic attacks to the rim. When Shawnee pushed and made their run, Union panicked. They didn't really deal with the run very well. Several ill-advised drives down the middle finished in bad shots or bad passes. And in the second half, Shawnee put more pressure on the shooters, and they really slowed down Union's three attack that shut down the inside as Shawnee State packed in. Shawnee had four players in double digits, a good balanced attack. Miles Thomas, he led the Bears 16 points, 12 rebounds for the double-double. Union's Markel Turner, he scored 26. On Saturday, James Long brought the West Virginia Tech Golden Bears to Portsmouth, Ohio. Shawnee State really played a total well-rounded game against West Virginia Tech, defeated them 93 62. Shawnee turned up the defense in this game. They held Tech to 35% shooting, causing 17 turnovers. It looks like Shawnee State's beginning to gel, and they take on Rio Grande on November 12th as they travel to the Bevo Francis Tournament. Number two, the St. Francis Cougars. They play in the crossroads, and they are 5-0 now. Wednesday, they hosted Indiana Tech in the Fort Wayne Rumble. As these two crosstown rivals faced off, St. Francis came out on top 84-78. This is a high-level, well-played game, two well-coached teams, only 13 turnovers all night between both teams, and both teams shot over 50%. St. Francis shot just a bit better, and that was enough for the Cougar victory. Cougar leaders David Edge, he had 24, Jalen Mole 20, Antoine Cushenberry 18. It's a really powerful trio that uh, Coach Lacrosse has there. Reg Stein, he scored 27 for Indiana Tech. Friday, the Cougars traveled to Trinity Christian. They took on the Trolls. St. Francis sailed to a 17-point halftime lead, and they easily defeated 122-81. St. Francis couldn't miss against the Trolls. They shot 67% from three, 58% overall. They shot better from behind the arc than inside it. Uh, Antoine Cushenberry led the way with 20 in this one. Both David Edge and Jalen Mull, they had 17. Boy, those three, they're almost unstoppable. Next up for the Cougars there at the Bevo Francis Tournament, uh, starting play with Rochester on November 12th. Number three, Sagu, they're in the Sooner Athletic Conference. They're 1-0. They don't play again till November 9th. They'll travel to Paul Quinn College. Uh, number four, William Penn, they're in that heart of America the Statesmen are 3-0, and and they don't play again now until November 12th when they travel to IU South Bend. Uh, number five, Loyola, Louisiana. They're in the southern states. They're 4-0. On Thursday, they had that huge top 10 affair hosting number six LSU Shreveport. 
The Wolfpack came out on top in that one, 87-79. Really a high-flying athletic contest, not for the faint of heart. Both teams flat got after it. It was like a heavyweight fight with both teams trading punches. I thought LSU Shreveport, they had a bit of an advantage in the half-court set, but as soon as the game turned into a full-court race, Loyola really had a clear advantage. Loyola appeared to be more athletic, and the Wolfpack had tremendous depth as well. Uh, The game was tightly contested most of the way, but once Loyola seized a 12-point lead with 11 minutes to go, they controlled this game. There's no quitting the Pilots, however. They made a furious run at the end, but it came up just short. Loyola was led by Brandon Davis. He had 24. Andrew Fava, he's been fantastic this season. He put in 22, while Miles Burns was chairman of the boards with 11. LSU Shreveport was led by Kevin Henry Jr. with 14. On Saturday, the Wolfpack, they played an exhibition game against the University of New Orleans, and they soundly defeated the NC2A Division I opponent 80-72. Hey, this was no fluke. Loyola controlled the second half, fending off runs by the privateers. What a huge win for the Wolfpack. Congratulations to that program. Next up, they travel to Spring Hill College on November 16th. Imagine for a minute you're the coach at Spring Hill, and you're preparing for Loyola. And you're looking at tape of them beating University of New Orleans? Yeah, that would be intimidating. Number six, LSU Shreveport from the Red River Athletic Conference. They're now in a hole. They're 0-2. They played Mid-America Christian on Monday, and they fell 78-72. The game was close. It actually seemed the Pilots were in control until four-and-a-half-minute mark when Tony Dorsey hit an old-fashioned three-point play to tie this game up. Mid-America Christian continued to pressure the Pilots, and a couple of minutes later, they had a two-possession lead, and they would not relinquish. For Mid-America, Caleb Riggs, he tossed in 21. Tony Dorsey, he added 15. For LSU Shreveport, Royce Hunter scored 21. On Thursday, they traveled to Loyola, and they fell, as we just said. Next up, they host Arlington Baptist on November 8th. Number seven, Arizona Christian. They play in the GSAC. Arizona Christian is 4-0 now. On Saturday, they played Park Gilbert, and they defeated them 97-52. In that game, Bryce Davis, he led Arizona Christian with 16. Next up for the Firestorm, on November 10th, they host Benedictine Mesa, and on November 13th, travel to Loyola Marymount for an exhibition game. Number eight is Bethel of Kansas. They are the Threshers. They play in the KCAC. Uh, they're 3-1 and one now. Bethel hosted Park on November 3rd. They won that game 72-61. to 61. It was a great defensive effort by the Threshers. They held Park to 36% shooting, and they really controlled the boards, out-rebounding 42-31. Bethel had too many turnovers in that game, but it's early, and Coach Artaz will get that under control. In the win, Clifford Bird the second, he had 21. Jalen Scott was the glass cleaner with 12 rebounds. Quez Williamson, he dropped in 19 for Park. Saturday, Bethel traveled to Oklahoma City for a showdown with Mid-America Christian. Mid-America Christian upset the Threshers 92-84 in overtime. Bethel was down 4-8 to eight points the entire second half, but made a nice run toward the end, and a pair of Clifford Bird the second free throws put the Threshers over the top with less than 30 seconds to go. But a Mid-America jumper by Terrence Jones hits the mark right at the buzzer to push the game to overtime. Mid-America Christian controlled the overtime, and then when they pushed it to a two-possession lead, with about a minute left, they sealed the upset. 
Mid-America Christian is 4-0. They've defeated two top 10 teams. They definitely deserve to be in that top 25. No rest for Bethel. Next up, they travel to Fort Hayes State on Monday, and Friday they visit Mid-American Mazarine. Number nine is the Indiana Wesleyan Wildcats out of the crossroads. They're at 4-1 and one now. They had a very full home week. On Tuesday, they hosted Olivet Nazarene, and they came away with a 98-74 victory at Lucky Arena. The Wildcats were ready for this one. Uh, they took a 24-point halftime lead against a very good Olivet, Olivet Nazarene program. High intensity for the Wildcats as they crashed the glass, and they ended with a 49-32 rebounding edge. The Wildcats still stinging from that cornerstone loss. They tightened the defense as well, holding Olivet Nazarene to 20% shooting from three. Dan Largy, he continues to impress fans in Marion. He scored 32 for the Wildcats in this one. Cade Chitty, he scored 19 for Olivet Nazarene. This weekend, Indiana Wesleyan hosted the Caleb Dimmick Memorial Classic, uh, taking on Briarcliff on Friday. Briarcliff came out swinging and took a halftime lead in Lucky Arena, but Indiana Wesleyan wasn't going to be denied, and the Wildcats beat Briarcliff 83-58. It was a 25-6 run during an eight-minute stretch in the middle of the second half that did in the cliff. The Wildcats held Briarcliff to 36% shooting, and they out-rebounded Briarcliff as well. Seth Maxwell, he led Indiana Wesleyan with 18. Kyle Borhave, he led the cliff with 15. On Saturday, the Wildcats took on a tough Lincoln Lynx team. Indiana Wesleyan survived, and that's the key word, survived in overtime, 88-82. The Wildcats led most of the game. They seemed to have a secure 8-12 point lead late in the second half when Lincoln just came to life. Indiana Wesleyan made several uncharacteristic error down the stretch, couldn't get the ball up court a couple times. Lincoln tied the game with less than a second in regulation to send the game to overtime. Even though Seth Maxwell fouled out with just under under four minutes to go in overtime, Indiana Wesleyan toughened up, and a Spencer Piercefield three with 35 seconds to go proved to be the dagger. Credit Lincoln, they are very good. I know their record doesn't show it, but they had a chance to win on Indiana Wesleyan's floor. Seth Maxwell, he played amazing against the Lynx. 34 points, 13 rebounds. Dan Largy, he added 16. The Lynx, they were led by Dijon Barney with 22 points, 9 rebounds. Coming up for the Wildcats, continuing that homestand, November 9th, they host IU Southeast, and November 16th, IU East comes to Marion. Number 10 is Carroll College. And you know who plays for them? Jovan Slivanchinen. And I think I finally have it. Jovan Slivanchinen. And I'm sorry I had trouble with your name, but I think I have it. Jovan Slivanchinen. So Carroll College, they're out of the Frontier Conference. They're 5-0 now. Cascade Conference rival, uh, Warner Pacific, they traveled to hell on a Thursday. And the Saints dropped them 79-63. Carroll immediately took control of this game. They were never threatened. Carroll controlled the boards with Jovan Slivanchinen leading Carroll with a double-double, 25 points, 11 rebounds. Tyrese Youssef-Willis and Isaac Etter, they left Warner Pack with 10 apiece. Uh, next for Carroll, they host Our Lady of the Lake on November 17th. And just a side note, if I mispronounce any player's name, please get on Twitter, Cascade Hoop Talk, send me a, a direct message. I really appreciate it if you correct me. There's so many players, and I certainly do not want to mispronounce anybody's name. Number 11, Talladega College. They're on a roll. They're 5-0. and They hosted Florida Memorial on Tuesday. They thumped them. 
86-56. They held Florida Memorial to 31% shooting. They caused 19 turnovers for the win. Cameron Bryce and Edward Lewis, they led Talladega with 14 apiece. Lewis came off the bench. Brent Holcomb, he tossed in 10 for Florida Memorial. On Friday, Talladega hosted Arkansas Baptist. They beat them 93-67. Next up for Talladega, they host William Woods on November 13th. Number 12, Morningside, they're 2-1. They began action this week Monday, defeating Peru State 83-56. And on Friday, the Mustangs were upset, falling to that Olivet Nazarene team we talked about earlier, 87-83. Morningside went back into action on Saturday. They're really looking to right the ship, and they want a tight, tough game against Graceland 74 to 70. Morningside is going to be tested again on November 13th as they play Dakota Wesleyan. By the way, Olivet Nazarene, they're three and one. They look really tough and with their one lone losses there at Indiana Wesleyan. Number 13, Oregon Tech. They traveled to California to take on Menlo and William Jessup in the Bill Holtz Classic. Oregon Tech came out of that tournament 0-2. Ouch. On Friday, Menlo outmuscled the Owls, beating them 67-46. And on Saturday, William Jessup defeated Oregon Tech 68-64. Oregon Tech was a combined 6-for-33 from 3 over the weekend. And that doomed the hustling Owls. The Owls will look to regroup next weekend, hosting Embry-Riddle of Arizona and William Jessup. Number 14, Marion, they're 2-0. They had a quality win on Saturday, defeating number 23, Thomas Moore, on the road, 66-57. Marion came out on top, but this was a very good basketball game between two great teams, and both of these teams are going to be there come season's end. Marion plays St. Ambrose on November 12th. Number 15, Science and Arts, they're 2-0. On Monday, Science and Arts defeated Mid-American Nazarene in a very good ball game. A close game all the way, extremely entertaining. The Drovers came out on top 2-0. On Saturday, Science and Arts celebrated 20-year anniversary of their first national championship with an exhibition game against Midwestern State. Remember to listen to Drovers head coach Chris Francis on Cascade Hoopstock on Monday. That's tomorrow, folks. Uh, Next up, they travel to Texas A&M, Texarkana on November 11th. Number 16, Oklahoma Wesleyan. They're 4-0. They defeated Mid-American Nazarene in an instant classic on Friday. Oklahoma Wesleyan was outshot. They were out-rebounded. But Donnie Bostwick's uh, squad, they just willed victory against Mid-American Nazarene. Both of these teams played their hearts out. It was inspiring to watch the amount of pride, grit, hustle that was on the court between both those teams. If you can find it, watch it. At least the last 10 minutes. It was honestly some of the most inspiring basketball I ever watched. I know that Mid-American Nazarene uh, lost this game, but neither team can hang their head. Something changed in that gym with about five minutes to go. Everything just turned in Oklahoma Wesleyan's way. And the crowd, it didn't start with the crowd. It started on the court, and then it moved to the crowd. And then, every I mean, calls, everything. And as a spectator, there was no doubt in your mind that Oklahoma Wesleyan was was going to win that game and Oklahoma Wesleyan beat Mid-American Nazarene 75-72. On Saturday Oklahoma Wesleyan followed up that big win by defeating Missouri Valley 79-54. Next up Oklahoma Wesleyan will play Evangel on November 9th. Number 17 Stillman they start at 2-0 
They traveled to Fisk and beat them 79-70 to this week. And then they went to Oakwood University and they took that game 80-65. to Two road wins. Next up, Stillman faces Tougaloo on November 12th. Number 18, Benedictine, Kansas, they're 4-1. This week, they defeated Haskell, 86-68 on Monday, and then uh, Hastings, 82-63 on Friday. Saturday, Concordia, Nebraska, they upset Benedictine in a sound defeat, 68-53. Benedictine is going to look to regroup. They host Avila on November 11th. The Jamestown Jimmies out of the G-Pack, they're 5-0 now. They had a successful California trip, went 2-0. They beat Hope International 75-58 on Friday, and Saturday beat Vanguard on the road 87-76. These are two signature wins for the Jimmies, who they really have it going right now. They're shooting 42% from three. They're out-rebounding quality opponents by almost 15 a game. Jamestown center Mason Walters, he's shooting 65% from the field and averaging 12 rebounds a game. Next up for the Jimmies, they travel to Valley City on November 12th. Number 20, Lewis Clark State. They're 3-0 after defeating Northwest Indian College, 118-56. Nailbiter. The Warriors will play Providence and Montana Western on November 12th and 13th. Number 21, Georgetown. They're 3-0 after defeating Midway Tuesday. They won yet that game 78-55. Next up for Georgetown, they play an exhibition against Eastern Kentucky on November 9th. Number 22, the Masters. They hosted Bethesda on Monday. They won that game 83-76. They're now 1-0, and they take on Southern Oregon on November 6th. Number 23, Thomas Moore, 1-1. They began the week against University of Northwestern Ohio. They won that game on the road 63-55. Saturday, as I mentioned earlier, they lost to a very good Marion team, 66-57. Next up, Thomas Moore. They host Simmons College on November 11th. Number 24, College of Idaho. They're 2-0. They're idle until November 19th when they host Simpson. Number 25, IU South Bend. They're 2-1. They went to Mishawaka and fell to Bethel 95-87 this week. Next up for IU South Bend, they host Holy Cross on November 9th. That's it for the top 25. A couple quick notes from this week in NAI men's basketball. Uh, congratulations to Marion head coach Scott Hetty picking up win number 100 with that win over Thomas Moore this weekend. Congratulations, coach. As we mentioned, Mid-America Christian, they're 4-0. Uh, they're definitely a team to watch. Uh, they have two two big wins against top 10 teams. A uh, shout out this week to Menlo and William Jessup. They swept two quality Cascade Conference teams this weekend in the Bill Holtz Classic. Watch those teams. There's a slew of undefeated teams that aren't on anybody's radar. Florida College, Mount Vernon Nazarene, and Southwestern are all 5-0. and All very quietly. I know it's early. Just giving you the note. Cumberland's, Culver Stockton, Menlo, and Northwestern are all 4-0, and none of these teams are in the receiving votes either. And one of the best teams in the country is 3-2, Mid-American Nazarene. Just a couple of really dramatic games to top-tier opponents, so one-loss records can be a little deceiving at this point. Keep on your radar cornerstone. Never count out Kim Elders. Uh, They're 4-1. And Christian Rodriguez, he's proving to be one of the top point guards in the country. Just keep him on your keep him on your screen. Uh, as we mentioned last week, Dort, they're four and one, and they're very talented. We'll have to see as the G Pack gets started. Corbin is three and zero. Oh. They beat uh, D three Willamette. 
but a good program. They're going to be a major factor in the Cascade Conference. Uh, remember that name, Corbin. You're going to hear they're going to they're going to have some upsets this season. Uh, there are so many teams. If you know teams who aren't in the top 25 or receiving votes or anything else that you believe we should cover, please shoot me a note on Twitter. I'm at Cascade Hoop Talk. I love to hear from you. And fans in Indiana, don't forget that we'll be out there next week. I look forward to meeting you at Grace College. We'll be up at Bethel. And if you're in the Warsaw area, please attend the Hoops for Hope tournament. Every penny they take in goes to the cancer charity. So please attend that. And you can meet Billy D. So that's it for today. One note, remember that NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America. Tell your friends. This is Billy D. with Cascade Hoops Talk. Please enjoy your family. Enjoy your Sunday. 